Posts are continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi, and today we find ourselves in Maseches Dimai, Perek Dalid, Mishnayis Beis through Gimel, chapter 4, Mishnayis 2 through 3. So Mishnah Beis is an interesting case. So here's the interesting case. If you look at the Bartunur, the Bartunur says, So imagine the following case. Ruvain is marrying off his son, and Ruvain's making Shadabrachas, and he wants his buddy Shimon to really come. And Shimon is hesitant. So Reuven says to Shimon, if you don't come to us, come to me for the Sheva Brachas, for Shabbos of Sheva Brachas. So ultimately, again, anything I own becomes prohibited in use or of benefit to you. So that's how badly Reuven wants his friend Shimon to come to Sheva Brachas. If you don't come, everything I own will be precluded from any level of benefit to you. So, but here's the problem. Shimon doesn't trust Reuven that Reuven properly tithes his produce. So what's Talachon? So for the first week, right, for the first Shabbos after they get married, ultimately again, Shimon could eat by Ruvain, right? Even though Shimon doesn't normally trust Ruvain, trust the fact that Ruvain separates out Shumas and Maestras, as long as Ruvain tells Shimon that he separates out Shumas Maestras. So again, what you begin to see is this kind of goes back to last mission as well, that we begin to see that Chazal, the rabbis, relaxed their decree of demai when it causes either undue hardship or a potential for significant loss. So in this situation, there's a hardship because if Reuben gets so bragus with Shimon that he doesn't come, that he's going to tell Shimon, you can't get any benefit from any of my property, that could cause problems for Shimon. And therefore, Chazal said like this, okay, for the first Shabbos after the Chasana, you could go and have a meal with Ruvain, as long as Ruvain tells you that he did tie the produce. As long as he tells you he did it, that's enough. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to do anything else. Now, again, interestingly enough, often they would celebrate a Chasana for up to 30 days after the wedding. However, or actually the Bartanura says, so, so Shimon is permitted to go and attend the Suda. The Bartanura says, because if Shimon doesn't accept the invitation, it could cause some significant animosity. The rabbis allowed him to accept the invitation to avoid animosity or negativity. But on the second Shabbos, right? On the second Shabbos after the wedding. So In that case, again, we don't allow Shimon to eat by Ruvain unless, of course, Shimon first tithes all of the produce. Because again, the assumption is that uh, passions run a bit higher in the first week after the wedding. But by the second week already, we assume that even if Shimon doesn't come, Ruben's going to be okay. And if Shimon does want to go, Halacha Lamaisa, he has to treat the produce like any other produce of an Amo Aretz, and therefore would have to tithe it before eating. Of course, again, remember you can't tithe on Shabbos, that goes back to the previous Mishnah, but Halacha Lamaisa, he would not be able to just simply rely on Ruben's assurance that Ruben did in fact tithe the produce. Very interesting. Mishnah Gimel, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says as follows, when a person purchases produce from an Amar Aretz, Rabbi Eliezer says, although he has to separate out certain tithes, he does not have to separate out Maeser Ani, which is the tithe that is given to the poor. 
Salach, remember again, Halach Lamaisa, Halach Lamaisa, Halach Lamaisa. So Maiser Ani alternates with Maiser Sheni, right? So Maiser Ani is taken out on the third and sixth years of the Shemitah cycle. Rabbi Eliezer says, we assume that even an Amma Aret is careful with Maiser Ani, and therefore when you purchase produce from, from a from an Amma Aret, you don't have to separate out Maiser Ani. You don't have to designate it, I should say. The Chum, the Chum disagree. They say, No, you have to designate it. You have to designate it. And ultimately, so again, the Bartunurus is, by the way, in Rabbi Eliezer's position. Ultimately, again, because even the, even the, even the Amaratzim, even the ignorant, know to separate out Maiser Ani. And again, because if you go ahead and you consume produce from which Maestro Ani has not been taken, technically speaking, that is a Chiyav Misa. That warrants a death penalty. So the, so the Amiya artists know this, and therefore they go ahead and they separate it. Therefore, you don't have to designate anything when you purchase this produce from an Aaron. So the Chum, the Chum on the other hand say, Koreshin, then it's Rachel Hafish. This is actually very interesting. The Chachamim say you should designate it but you don't have to separate it. Now, here's what's interesting. Designating it at least allows you to go ahead and say that you designated it, but you don't have to separate it. The reason you have to separate it is because it's an interesting idea over here that technically speaking, there's a concept that, not that there's a concept of if you want to extract something from someone, the burden of proof is upon the extractor. In other words, like they say, like possession is nine tenths of the law. Well, that's true in halacha also. If I have possession of something, I am the rightful owner until someone else could prove otherwise. So the chacham say like this, if you go ahead and you, and you designate Maeser Ani, technically speaking, if the poor person wants to take it, he has to prove that in fact this produce was never previously tithed. Because remember again, we'll retithe it just out of concern that perhaps it wasn't tithed, but for the honey to actually go ahead and extract it from the current owner of the produce, he would have to prove that it wasn't tithed. So the Chachamim say that's effectively impossible. So therefore the Chachamim say essentially, go ahead and designate it, but don't separate it. Therefore you designate it, so therefore you kind of cover your bases but you don't have to separate it, and effectively you're allowed to keep it, because halacha lamaisa, the ani, the poor person, would have to prove in a definitive way that the person from whom you purchased the produce never separated out maisa ani, to prove that he's entitled to now to that portion that you currently separated. And because that is impossible, you'll effectively be able to keep it and consume that which is separated as Maestro Ani. So the Chum say, just designate, but don't separate. That way you go ahead and cover all of your bases. Excellent. We will stop over here for today. Shkayach everyone. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Tomorrow we will continue. Mishnah is Dalit and Hey.